Well, hello folks, and a welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything, everything, everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national soccer team. I'm Clayton. I'm a musician. I'm Ty. I run a web design company. And we love the Nats. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome, folks, to another Rasta Pod. We know, uh, you know it, you love it. We know you, we love you. You the people, we the people. By the by, the transitive property, it's we the people. Welcome in. It's a Rasta Pod time. We've got parentheses. We've got prioritizing multiplication, um, and we've also got a roster to break down. Uh, and and thank you for joining us, folks, for this here Rastapod, in which we will discuss uh, the upcoming friendly that the U.S. men's national soccer team will have versus none other than the illustrious Ingoland. Now, folks, uh, if you have uh, tuned in before or uh, if this is your first time and you find yourself enjoying what you're hearing, please do shoot us a five-star review on iTunes or any other uh, streaming website um, and, uh, you know, just hook us up with that and we may indeed read your review on the air live on the air uh and uh if if uh if the stars align we'll have it read by someone I, famous. I got some confirmation on that so i i got a um a bloody note from jürgen klinsman and he said some that he, he was down to come on the show to take his revenge on us and also to read reviews so that's going to happen next week jürgen klinsman will um i guess try to assault us try to harass us, but, but has also agreed to read reviews because he's very confusing like that. Fantastic. Uh, we're so glad to uh, be, be looking forward to having Jurgen back on. So that means, folks, get your reviews in now. This is a fantastic opportunity to interact with the stars. Uh, and uh, also remember to tell a friend, man, if you, if you like this show, hey, We friend. the People, we be doing this and we've been doing this for quite a while. Um, and we'd like to continue doing we, it, and in know, order to do so, we know you got that one friend who likes the Nats. Yeah, come on, man. You have a little text chain going while you're both while you're both at work, you know, or you're at home taking care of taking care of the chillins, and you're you're daydreaming about the Nats. It happens. This week, the Nats play the star-studded England. Yeah, this actually might come up in daily exactly. conversations. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah take your, that your, opportunity. your buddy, or your buddy who who just likes Chelsea, and she's she's always going to the going to the bar at six in the morning. To go Every watch time. Chelsea and drink beer. Every time. Uh, and so you can just send her a quick little text. Say, if you like what you see, if you like baby Julian's style out there on, on the pitch at Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. Uh, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you come on board? Get, get to know this, this little Lane. team that we have. They're, they're good enough to grace, grace that famous turf at Wembley. They're good enough for you, damn it. <laughs> yeah, now man. put that beer down. Put that damn beer down. Put Cindy, that, put them, put them bangers and mash away, yeah. and and let's 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 rock some USMT swag. USMT, <laughs> we do feel USMT. USMT most of the time. Uh, let's let's fucking dive right into let's this shit. It. Enough enough hype and promo. Fuck that. It, it's about time that we line them up. Am I right, boys? Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uproarious sure. response. Yeah. 
Uh, let's start with the goalkeepers that we're going to see uh, in in these roster pods. If you've never been present for one, we just go through the roster the, of of players that you're going to see in the upcoming match and and try to get you all ready to be an informed fan of this team. So uh, let's do it. Goalkeepers, we're going to have uh, both gloves. Brad Guzan, most likely. Uh, no. Well, actually, no. That's no, way up no. for debate, huh? No gloves yeah, for jump the Brad gun on that. Yeah. Taking them back. Sorry, Brad. Psych. Uh, Ethan Horvath and Zach Steffen. Um, Ethan Horvath has a quarter of a glove right now. We'll get into yeah, that. Fair, yeah, fair enough. Defenders. Uh, why not? John Brooks, Reggie Cannon, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Aaron Long, Matt Mayazga, the other Franco, Shaq Moore, Shaboy, uh, Anthony Robinson, Jorge Villafania, El Sueño. You know him. You love him. And then, of course... We'll see what Harry brings. DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, and lastly, for our defenders, Walker Zimmerman of LAFC. Um, midfielders, we're going to have Kellen Acosta, Shaboy, Tyler Adams, Luca De, De La Torre. Luca De La, Luca De La. Uh, we're going to have Thorne in your side and ours, Marky Delgado. Uh, someone new, who dat? Romain Gall, Julian Green, Sebastian Lejet. Sorry, Lejet. Uh, Weston McKenney, hailing, coming from, taking a break from Schalke, Darlington Nagby, Christian Pulisic, he's back, baby! We only break him out of that protective plastic a few times a year, and it is time. Kenny Seff, uh, love, love to have you, Will Trapp, and Tim Weah, self-proclaimed future greatest American soccer player of all time! Uh, forwards, we will see Josh Sargent, hopefully, and Bubby Ood, 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 ood. Ty, that's about it. Uh, you know, when this dropped, I, I'm just dying to know, as are the peeps, what were your first impressions? I am very tired of friendlies, because I'm tired Yeesh. of having to couch all of my opinions about who's in and who's out with the various factors swirling around friendlies. This time we have the, the, the normal... Uh, sort of non-committal nature of them and the fact that we're trying out all these different players, some of whom I want to try out, some of whom I have tried out enough. Marky. Uh, but the, Julian the, Green? We, we also, yeah, baby Julian. We also have the, the um, concurrent factors of uh, the fact that it's in Europe, so they're a little bit more inclined to bring some of the European players in. The fact that it's mid-MLS playoffs, which doesn't seem to have taken its toll yet, but I was I was speculating that uh, some of the Red Bulls players uh, might not, you know, might might not end up making the trip, or might just be here for England and, and go back. Um, and I'm trying to quick do a quick scan if any of the other players are on the other teams that that made it far. But any of those MLS players who are still involved, Nags, um, might might you know play lightly if at all to keep them fresh for MLS playoffs. So aside from that, I I do have a couple highlights and things that I was hoping to see that we are seeing. Uh, Reggie Cannon getting con- continuing to get included. I think that he he really had the sheen, and then also just sure. like seeing him up close, seeing his demeanor, his attitude about being in camp. I I came away from the the last friendly uh, high on you know Reggie Cannon stock, uh, and then Romain Gall is a, a player who the fans have been have been asking for for a little while. He's he's had a very explosive and productive, but but by by some accounts uh, inconsistent um, season with with Malmo this year. But it's his first real professional breakthrough after being a, a fishy par excellence 
for a long time, and then towards the end of his fishy career, getting cut from a U20 World Cup squad, where it, he, he was kind of touted as being maybe one of the, the key uh, leaders in the attack of that team. That was 2015, I'm, I think. Um, yeah, that doesn't quite work. One of those. It was two, two cycles ago. Uh, and then he bounced around from club to club. He was in Columbus. There were some attitude problems, apparently. Um, he ended up in the lower the lower tier in Sweden, and then he made his way up to, to Malmo and has been doing doing great. And if you can succeed at Malmo, you have every chance to to make it further into the the uh, upper echelons of, of European soccer as well. So I'm I'm excited to see him, uh, and hopefully, I mean, if if we're given this delight, we may finally get the map midfield, McKenny Adams Pulisic. Which we've never once the seen. The Pam, the map, the amp. <laughs> <laughs> what's so the, many what's the, uh, I think we should go the for the who, amp. What's the couple in the office? Yeah, Pam, Pam and Jim. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> well, there must be, we must be close, right? We got Josh Sargent up front. We got a J. We need an I we M. We I. Quick scan. No, we're out uh, on eyes. Okay, so you guys have to work on that and get back to us. What can we make? Uh, how about how about Pam and Tim? Pam and Tim, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm also excited to see Ethan Horvath again because I yeah. think he's been forgotten. There was since a moment the, uh, <laughs> since the the howler since the howler of all howlers that that really I mean you know it happens it happens to Stefan plenty it just hasn't happened recently to him in a U.S. shirt but Horvath has been uh, scrapping and clawing at at Bruges to uh, to make his way back into the starting lineup, and he has done so recently. And he started in the uh, Champions League and put up a shutout against Monaco, and that's big-time shit. So bang, Ethan Horvath clearly uh, at a similar level to Stefan. It's just that in recent times, his performances for the U.S. Hasn't, haven't been uh, on the level of Stefan's, and so we've kind of forgotten that he's there. But that, that one-two rivalry should be alive and well, and I think they're both top, top prospects. They're just going very different paths. Yeah, and I mean these guys came onto our came to our attention at such a young age that it feels it feels as if it's been you know forever uh, that we've been talking about Horvath versus Stefan mm, already, yeah. and we might we might be looking we likely are looking at a fifteen year sort of right, right, you know yeah. joust for this position, which as we know from the history of American goalkeepers that can only be good, you know these these only good. types of the, this type of competition has has worked for us in the past, having two top level goalkeepers joust for position. It's it's like one it's one position where that kind of competition can actually be helpful because whenever teams have like two great uh, strikers they try to find a way to get them on the field at once sometimes that's counterproductive or like two great tens or two great you know fullbacks like it can be hard to make it all kind of work but what they've what the the goalkeepers do because they're forced to just pick one of them and put one of them out there. Uh, it, it makes it so that that competition is all happening externally, and it makes the one who ends up going out there better without compromising the actual you know team shape or or, or philosophy right. in any way. Yeah, and and because there's not there, there's not as many issues with chemistry. Right. Like it's it's rough to have a number ten switched out. It's it's really tough for the strikers to to deal to to make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but at goalkeeper, it's a more isolated position. And we finally get to see Pooley Baby again. Yeah, we miss him. Guys, hands him. together. Hands together for Christian Pulisic. Uh, it's it's going to be so good to see him long back. long-lost golden boy. On this squad. Ty, let's talk about how the how 
should the U.S. look at this game? Um, what do we want to get from this? Mm-hmm. We're playing England. This is big time. The next game is versus Italy. We don't get all of our players. It's a friendly. There's all these weird caveats. So let's just uh, let's just try to try to rein this in a little bit. What is it as fans that we're looking for uh, on Thursday? Which, by the way, the game is versus England on Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, which is eight some eight p.m. GMT. Uh, for right. those of Greenwich you who needed to know, time, is that it? yeah, who needed yeah. to know the Greenwich yeah. Mean Time or whatever, uh, just tune in, stream, do what you got to do, watch this game. And uh, Ty, what what should pe- how should people be angling towards this as fans? What are we looking for? Yeah, so whenever the U.S. plays in these games, what I look for, like the the game against France uh, recently, what I'm looking for is I don't give a shitness. So I want to see players who go out there and they look like they do not care whatsoever how much money the opposing player is making at their you know glitzy Premier League team, and they don't care about how the the reputation of the strikers. So the the goalkeepers, I want to see them go out and and you know do their best and not pull up short on on stuff just to not look bad. You know, I want I want everybody to go out there with with full confidence, and you can see some of the players inevitably sort of shrink. Uh, in that in that spotlight, and and others don't, and it, that's a quality that doesn't necessarily correlate with the the actual skill of each individual player, but it is sort of a component of that skill when you get to the highest level. Because our goal here is to go deep in World Cups and win World Cups. So what we're looking for are the kinds of players who can go into that crucible and be completely unfazed by the the you know level of fame of of the competition. So that's that's particularly what I'm looking for, and it doesn't matter to me if we lose four nothing. If if a couple guys, uh, a couple of the younger guys, you know, come into the game and and look like they are they're they're digging in, they're putting in good tackles, they aren't giving any quarter to the opposition just because of their reputations. Uh, that that means a lot to me, and that that hints to me that when that you know huge crunch game against uh, Spain, France, Italy, Netherlands. England, Germany, when those come up in World Cups, that we're going to be ready with players who kind of are able to just play at their level and not, not you know, get reduced down to a worse level because of this scenario. Right. And if you're not sure what that looks like, uh, just keep an eye on Weston McKenney and, and anything he's doing. You know, the that kid could be waiting. The, the kid could be waiting at a crosswalk for the light to change, but he does <laughs> it with an edge and he does, he's not intimidated. You know, he's following the, he, the the fact that he's not going on a red is a favor to you. It's a gift. You're welcome, says Weston McKenney. And, uh, and that's connect, what we want. To connect those last two points, I'm still not quite sure where Pulisic uh, sits in that. Yeah. Because Pulisic's best moments in a U.S. shirt have come in situations where the team needs a savior to get over a mediocre opponent. And he's had plenty of great moments like that. And he's been just, just friggin' lethal in, in a lot of those situations for the U.S., but, you know, having watched him in a couple of his, his larger games recently, he started uh, both the uh, Champions League matches against Atletico for, for Dortmund. Didn't start the, um, what, the so-called De Klassiker in, in Germany over the weekend, uh, Dortmund-Bayern. Uh, didn't even get on the field, actually. Um, but he's played mm-hmm. against Bayern in the past. And he's been okay. Hasn't been... He, he, doesn't, he doesn't light it up in those situations. You know, he had the... Early on, he had the assist to Andre Schola against uh, Real Madrid. 
Um, that's kind of the only moment I can think of where he really stood out as as like taking the game by the scruff of the neck, which of course is a very very high bar. But I I feel like it's yet to be determined whether Pulisic is going to be a squad leader at you know the top European level, or if he's just going to be a, a you know a filler player, a squad player, someone who's who's you know contributing and and doing well and is an important part of the team, but isn't necessarily that that talismanic kind of leader person. So I'm. I'm eager to see if he if he uh, if he excels in this situation where the whole arc of it or narrative of it is set up for him to succeed. You know, it's closer to home. He's not logging the major miles. He's not going to get a lot of attention because the the media uh, for an away game isn't going to give a crap about you know some starter for Dortmund. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter to them. Um, so so it'll be interesting to see if he's able to under under those particular circumstances excel against a, a top level. Uh, opponent, which we haven't really seen yet. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in here. We're going to pivot just a little bit, but if you're enjoying the show, quick reminder, uh, why not follow us at WTP Pod? You know, Ty's always on there, on the twits, on the tweets, on the toots, and the tweezies. Uh, so don't don't miss out Chopping on that. If you want to hang out, make some jokes. You know, if you want to maybe contribute to the the general culture and vibe of this show, please do. That's how. Uh, if you tuned in last week, we had our centenario celebration of 100 episodes, and uh, you know the 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 folks we had on the show, with the exception of Kwame, were people we met on Twitter. So so you could you could literally become our friend. All right, go for it. Do, give it a shot. We Why could not? literally become your friend. There it is. There it is. That's our hope. Who's who's Trust dancing me, with I'm desperate. Who, who's dancing with who out here? Uh, Ty, I want to ask. This is exciting. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch. I love it when the U.S. plays a big time team, even though it floods my my Google searches with all kinds of British media that I never would have otherwise come across. Yeah, you're going to be getting pop up ads for Ladbrokes. <laughs> I, I can't find my normal <laughs> shitty U.S websites <laughs> took me forever to find this 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 incredible uh picture of sebastian legette on the roster page man that guy it's like he it looks like he had a a, a full staff of to to work his like hair and makeup before yeah. the shot everyone who, who else is, is like who's they, more modelish legette or uh seth they're they're both like I, hamming it up big time. I know, I know. <laughs> Seth is a natural beauty. Uh, Sajet, uh, is Sajet. Could you imagine you the fused? Freaky Friday a, combine the two of them. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Seth is a natural beauty. Legette is a is manufactured to perfection. Legette, uh, so Legette spends a lot of time in front of the mirror. Let's just say that. Let's <laughs> he's just got that he's got a smile that says he knows he's hot. Uh, folks, let's talk a little. Let's, there's there are other USMNT games happening that are arguably even more important than this friendly. So I think I hear a sound. Ty, do you hear that sound? Welcome to the Fishy Report. Fishy Report. Welcome to the Fishy Report. Woo! Welcome to the Fishy Report. You know it. You love it. It may indeed be your favorite segment of all that we do here. It probably is your favorite. It definitely is How could it not be? How could it not be? Shut up uh, about the Fishy Report already. You're obsessed (laughs) with it. It's truly not something I've ever heard anyone say. (laughs) Uh, You know, this team is okay right now, but uh, not good enough. So uh, oftentimes the best part of the show is when we look to the baby fishies, which means any player who's eligible for a you-something team. Uh, and that includes what's what, Ty? What qualifiers are happening right now? Oh, boy. Well, right now we have the CONCACAF U-20 Championship, which uh, qualifies the teams, four, or four teams from CONCACAF who go to the U-20 World Cup, which is going to be next year. 
And um, the so the, the CONCACAF championship for the U-20s doubles as the qualification tournament for the World Cup. And they changed it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I think they changed it even more for this round, or they changed it at least for last round, where it, it's two it's two stages, two group stages, and then a final. And this is all with the intent that the U.S. and Mexico never, ever get eliminated because you go through a ridiculously easy group where the U.S. and Mexico are the top two seeds. They got, like, the three crappiest teams. And then, uh, and in this case, they got five crappy teams to, to beat up on for, you know, two weeks. And then you go into a three-team group stage out of which the top two qualify. So one of the teams in the three-team group stage is, is out. And the, the, the odds that that ends up being the U.S. or Mexico are, are quite low, though uh, a little, admittedly a little higher when it comes to the U.S. than Mexico. Um, but our, our U-20 team has taken the field five times in five completely meaningless games in which it's been very, very hard to learn anything about the team, the tactics, the way that they're going to play. They haven't had to face any sort of serious opposition because they had, in this CONCACAF championship, they had six groups of six teams which is absurd. So we played we played uh, St. Vincent, we played the Virgin Islands, we played Puerto Rico. It was just a, a cavalcade of all of these these tiny nations, and and some of them kind of put up a fight for a half and then collapsed. But I think the the ultimate goal difference was in the 30s for the group. So the average scoreline was like Two. five nothing, six nothing. Sweet. So um, we didn't learn a whole lot. But uh, we are excited now to see when the rubber meets the road in these real crunch games where the U.S. knows that it's going to have to, to, to uh, you know, stave off uh, potential, even if unlikely, potential elimination um, against some, some higher quality uh, opponents. Let me look up quickly who they ended up with. I didn't see that earlier. Um, one second, one second, one second. They got Honduras and Costa Rica. So those are both both serious teams that have that have beat the U.S. plenty of times at youth level. So that's going to be some serious tests. And they were also able because the group stage was taking place during the European club season, but the um, the final round is taking place more aligned with the international break. Um, so they're getting some of their top uh, talent that they weren't able to get before. They got Chris Richards from Bayern. They got Serginho Dest from Ajax, who I think recently played in a friendly with the first team. Um, and they got uh, Sebastian Soto from Hanover, who went over from RSL uh, earlier this year. So it's his first season in Germany, and he's fucking crushing at a youth team level. So he's he's scoring, I think he scored like nice. eight goals in nine games or something like that. So he's he's really, really excelling there. And, you know, given that Hanover is not the strongest team, there's there's maybe an outside shot that he could make a couple of appearances before the end of the year for the first team. So those, those guys are going to really, really help. They'll slot in immediately as starters. And they'll join a group that has, you know, has looked very dangerous and has had plenty of, uh, plenty of attacking threat. Um, the, the one maybe standout that's been on people's uh, lips has been Ulysses Yanez, who's a LA Galaxy 2 player. Um, I think he's on the younger side for the group, might be 17. Los Dos? Um, for Los Dos, yeah. And he's, he's doing really well, doing lots of crazy uh he has he's had lots of crazy touches and flicks and little moments where it's like yeah that would have happened against any team you know that was you and the ball and it looked insane so that could have happened against a a higher quality opponent as well it's not just 
you know, a bunch of these, these like easy headed goals or rebound happens that the, that the other players are getting. So he's been showing some promise and I'm, I'm really curious to see how the team reacts to actual tests in the next couple of games. As U.S. soccer fans who often are subjected to MLS games, we, we, our eyes are trained for moments that uh, make the the quality of the opponent irrelevant. Yes, because exactly. that's sometimes that's often the only way in which we can celebrate our players is when often, when yes. a, a a a shot is such a laser beam that it doesn't matter how shitty the goalkeeper was. Yeah, <laughs> we exactly, can say yeah. that would have been a goal in any league. Yes, uh, yes. And and it sounds like that's a little bit the case here with these like shitty opponents. Um, but it gets tougher as they go along. And Ty, do you do you have any? Uh, do, do you get that feeling? Are you getting a feeling of inspiration from this team? Are you getting a feeling of trepidation? Are you seeing the kinds of things you want to see from our youth teams, uh, as, you know, from, from this under-20 squad? Um, I guess a mixture. I think I'm, I have a little trepidation over the overall, like, level of quality in the group, but it's just so hard to tell without those real tests, you know? Yeah. Um, and then what, what people have been criticizing is that they've – had a lot of like route one soccer. So they haven't been taking the opportunity where they're three nil up or whatever to try to play triangles for 45 minutes and sure. just see what happens, you know? Yeah. So that's, which is ultimately much more productive than, than stuffing St. Vincent and the Grenadines. But, you know, I guess there's some outside shot that it's, it's comes down to goal difference or something. So maybe in some of the games you need to consider that, but yeah, overall, I think that's, that's uh fair, you know, critique that if, if you're in that situation, then what you should be doing is just basically practicing, you know, practicing right. with whatever, however you truly want to be playing. Um, but there's, there's also the case to be made that uh, the U.S. just actually doesn't want to play that way. So as much as the fans would like to see a team that plays that way, that's not what the U.S. is doing. Um, and the, it, where where it I'm be, at, with I mean, that tab is, ball is not very triangly. It's definitely more pressy and direct playy. Yes, um, right. hard to Which, say how you're supposed to do a pressing game against such shitty opponents. How do you yes, even do that? Right, right. You should you should just like have a couple guys stand to the side. Really, I mean, if, if you're being realistic, that's actually <laughs> Dude, what you would do. Is you would just would play be? with nine. How yeah. balling? <laughs> that would be the sickest. Have a couple guys just 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 talking shit on the sidelines, <laughs> stretching. <laughs> <laughs> Stretching, eating oranges. Stretching, eating, uh, eating the orange slices. We're, you know, we're we're getting down to it here, and and we've yet to uh, address uh, the the team will play. Okay, so let's jump back to the senior level. We had a little dip in the pool with the fishies. We love hmm. them, and we'll keep you posted on them. Stay with us. We'll be following their progress. Let's jump back to England uh, versus the USA on Thursday, and uh, do a little. Who are these people? Who are these people? Ty, it's, uh, it's most likely that most U.S. fans know more about the England team than their very own USMNT team. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, that's I gotta, forgivable in I this particular situation. Uh, are we see what? What? Let's go with this. What England team are we going to see? Are they taking this for real? Is this for real? Sort of half for real. So right. the the squad that was announced was announced for this friendly and then a Nations Cup game so i didn't realize i thought it was just going to be a pure friendly break but it looks like it's split so uh they'll probably be trotting out the the fringe guys uh to face the u.s and then if any of them does really well maybe they make it into the the team for the nation's cup game but they'll probably try to rest you know the the, the big stars of the team that the deli ali the harry canes of the world um, but among those those fringe guys there's uh, quite a bit of of interest there's a number of players who have been doing well in 
the Premier League, who are you know finally earning that England call up. But there's also uh, a couple of the the younger set who who hadn't been able to join even a very young England team for the last World Cup, or even below that um, age threshold. Uh, chief of whom is Jaden Sancho. So my my uh, focus and great hope is to see Jaden Sancho versus Pulisic because that oh. is a that is a rivalry that is hopefully helping both of them, but hopefully making both of them pissed off too. So and and Jaden Sancho being uh, vying for yes, position sorry, with yeah. Pulisic at Dortmund. Right, right. And so Jaden Sancho and Pulisic they play they play virtually the same position. Sancho is a little bit more goal centric. Um, or maybe just better at scoring. Maybe he's less. Not, it's not a matter of focus. It's a matter of talent. Um, but Jaden Sancho certainly has been has been pitching in more uh, in that side of the game. And and Pulisic, um, sort of stereotypically for the American player, is I think known in Dortmund circles as the more sort of sensible, hardworking pick for that that winger slot. So I think that's why uh, why he played in the Atletico Madrid games. But I was surprised to see Pulisic not get the nod against Bayern because you'd think that you'd want to have a pretty balanced side uh, in that scenario. So Sancho has been has been certainly on paper uh, doing doing better than Pulisic this year. They're about the same age. Sancho might be half a year younger. Um, so Pulisic finally has again has some real sort of fishy competition, which he hasn't had since Usman Dembele left uh, last year. And and it's been it's been a thing. They've they've basically subbed on for each other uh, in most of the games. So mo- most of the games, one of them starts and the other one comes on. Um, and they've they've both been a substitute hero, <laughs> and they've both had good games as starters. So it's 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 real. It's it's kind of cool to watch. They're two players who are who are you know finding their their game. Um, I'm is hoping it, though. Is it just me? Is there a, like an American insecurity in me that makes me always think that? The other whoever is competing with Pulisic is really better because I I I I tend to think that undoubtedly Sancho is a better player, but it doesn't seem like Dortmund fans feel that way. Yeah, I don't think Dortmund fans feel that way necessarily. I think it's mostly um, it's 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 mostly the fear that our shiny object is is going to become you know dull and uh, and rejected and that he's an obsolete. Yes, exactly. So. But but certainly you, you can't argue with the stats, and that's the thing. That's it hits home. It strikes a nerve because U.S. fans have been really hoping for Pulisic to take that next leap towards you know greater statistical output in the last couple of years. Like it was cool when he was 18 that he was only scoring every now and then. But we were kind of hoping that he would move in more of the Marco Royce direction, where he's m- much more directly involved in attacks, and that hasn't really happened. So, and a, a lot of the flaws that are in his game are still very, very present, very obvious too. Um, he, he, he has. I think last year he had, he was top five in all of Europe in take-ons. Awesome. So the amount of times he tried to to out dribble a defender, bang bang. But he was definitely not top five in succeeding. <laughs> so he he has plenty of moments where he. I think maybe. Coming a little bit from the experience with the U.S., where he's the guy, and you know we want him to be that leader, but it's also you have to pick your spots, you have to be smart, and a lot of the time it's 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 about making the right decision, not just about uh, not just about you know being the most talented. So sure. Um, so so I'm hopeful that the comparison, just like with Horvath and Stefan, that we can it, it can generate some positive output for both players, and I think that would be good, and I think namely for for Pulisic. As a USMNT fan, it's it's really good for him to not have the sense that he's the man all the time. 
I think that was one of the problems at Dortmund last year was that it, after Dembele left, it was like, okay, your turn, and it didn't really work out. So I'm hopeful that that uh, this year with, with Dortmund doing better, maybe that will help Pulisic kind of recover and, and get back on that upward trajectory. Folks, uh, tune in for that game. Support your boys. They're out there trying to represent us, and they really mean it. And uh, when you're done watching the game, go to sleep, rest, ponder, and then pick up your phones. Because we're going to do a review of that game and a preview of the next versus Italy um, in between those two games at some undisclosed uh, time. And uh, that being said, thank you so much for joining us today uh for this preview rastapad uh it's been, it's been a blast you know i i i love uh i love a well written cover letter you know especially when it's uh you know when when it's when when i'm unemployed which i am at the moment yeesh uh seeing a well written cover letter gives me a little sense of peace like i'm i'm doing something right um i i quite i quite like a, a heavy jacket you know uh east coast gets a little chilly out here uh i'm in, I, i'm moving around a lot and these heavy jackets are more handy than they've been for me in the past 5 years uh so so I'm, i have a newfound appreciation for those and uh i love trips outside of the city to get some peace so you know all those things combined get that fresh air you know you got to get you got to get away and then dive back in and then get away and then dive back in uh, but i don't love any of that stuff as much as i absolutely love the nets let's go boys goodbye people peace it's we the people it's we the people it's we the people it's we the people